The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. Welcome to Raiders Roundtable, brought to you by America First Credit Union. That's Q Myers. I'm JT, and we're here for NFL Free Aids and Frenzy. And Q, last time we were together was at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's a couple of big changes we'll get into, but good to be back on the roundtable with you. Absolutely, man. I heard the intro music, and I got a little pumped up. It had been a minute since we've been in the studio, so it's great to be back out here with you. Well, this is very fluid, and we'll do another one coming up on Friday, and we just want to make sure we get you the content that you expect here at Raiders.com and from Silver and Black Productions. And it's a very important time now because players are flying off the board, and there's probably going to be a few as we are uh, producing this one here. But we want to start off with the big news Raiders have a new quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo on a three-year deal. We'll get into the specifics of the deal. Jimmy Garoppolo will eventually be in the building at some point this week. And I think the Raiders here made it clear to everyone around the league. They moved on from Derek Carr. They wanted someone in the system who's a little bit more familiar with it. They get Jimmy Garoppolo with a great winning percentage in the league when healthy, and that'll be the signal caller going forward. Yeah, he's got a great winning percentage when healthy and has a really good team around him. And I think that everyone who's been following the Raiders for long enough, even a season, realizes that the team needs to continue to be built. So uh, this deal for Jimmy G gives them an opportunity now to build up the team, both offensively and defensively, and I think that's going to be huge moving forward. Yeah, and Jacoby Myers is also brought in. I'll tell you this much. All NFL insiders seem to think that the Raiders got good value on these moves. And if you're not thrilled exactly by a quarterback or a wide receiver or what's going to happen in the future, I think we got a little idea of what Dave Ziegler's doing now in his first offseason now in free agency. Because last year was about getting Devontae in here for a first and a second. Mm -hmm. Now this year is about looking at the money that's available and trying to shop wisely and he did get a deal on both those players. I thought they were cheaper than the market, and that's important. It is. And, you know, we even saw a little bit of it last season when they did go out and get guys in free agency. They didn't spend over what they were valuing them. They said, okay, you know what, we'll, get, we'll go after this guy, but if, it's, if the market gets too high for him, we're going to let him go. They're very disciplined, and I can appreciate that. Yeah, and clearly the quarterback was the biggest need, and the Raiders might not be done at the quarterback position. Right. Right? We're heading no. into the draft, and we're right. going to have a lot of content leading into that. But I'm fascinated by this Jimmy G story because— because Jimmy G's story is really interesting to me because he played for two great teams. Right. So he came in like Baker Mayfield, as I said on the radio, goes to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Now he's looking to go to another team. If you can go like Ben Roethlisberger to Pittsburgh and not go to Cleveland or not go to right. Jacksonville back in the day, you can build a career and have a lot of success with stability. Right. Jimmy G, two Super Bowls as a backup for Tom Brady. Then he goes to the 49ers, and he didn't have a chance to win one. He had a chance to win two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. An overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders yeah. was the difference in I one. I remember that one. <laughs> and then a dropped interception yeah. for, by the right. 49ers yep. could have put him in another one. So he plays in a lot of games. As you look here, he's 40-17. and 17. But what really jumps out at me is that quarterback rating, 99.6. And that's why I think the Raiders got to assure him that this offensive line is going to be upgraded in the offseason. Exactly. That's the thing about it. We know that the key to Jimmy G is keeping him upright and keeping him healthy because he can make all the throws. He is obviously a leader. Uh, Everything I've heard out of San Francisco, uh, everyone loves him in the locker room. So uh, there's a lot to like, but he's just got to make sure he stays healthy and is able to deliver the ball to the big-time playmakers that the Raiders have on offense, including Jacoby Myers. Well, he's won four playoff games, and the Raiders are trying to find right. quarterbacks. The last one who was winning at this level for the Silver and Black was Rich Gannon, who yeah. came in very similar 
He was more of a journeyman than right. Jimmy Garoppolo, and look at the success that Rich Gannon had. The other point I want to make on Jimmy Garoppolo is everything I've heard from his teammates and his former organizations, including you know, Josh McDaniels now, is the fact that he's a leader in the locker room. Right. There's never a peep out of him. You know what you're going to get out of him. The Raiders had a good leader in Derek Carr. He moves on to New Orleans. And I think the Raiders believe this is an upgrade for obvious reasons. He's a system quarterback yeah. in Josh McDaniel's system queue, and it shouldn't take him any time to get up to speed. Well, that's the thing about it. And, you know, with the way the OTAs are in training camp and you have limited time amount with all these guys, you have to be able to get in there and get clicking immediately, right? It's not about learning the system, learning the system, learning the system. you got to go in there and basically guns blazing and make it happen immediately. And so be able to pick it up, get on the same page with everybody, and put the uh, best team out on the field. And that's the thing about it. And I think that, you know, Jimmy G will have that opportunity to go ahead and do that. My favorite topic going forward in Raider Nation is what do you do now at number seven because <laughs> of Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. I'm a believer now that you got your quarterback. He's not a quarterback for a stopgap for a year. They gave him a commitment here. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you think, two to three years, if he, if he de gets through the third year with the guaranteed money and all of that, do you take the seventh pick overall and park a quarterback? Right. I wouldn't park a quarterback behind Jimmy G. Others think it's the perfect way to do it. But does Jimmy G want to come in here and have a quarterback behind him right. that Raider Nation wants to see develop? Or do you use that number seven pick because you have Garoppolo to get the best defender available? You know, the thing about it is with the four quarterbacks that are expected to go top ten, uh, it depends on what your flavor is, right? Yeah. It depends on who the Raiders fall in love with, if they fall in love with any of those guys. The one thing that was made perfectly clear to us when we were at the Combine in Indianapolis was they weren't going to force their hand. Yeah. They weren't going to go draft a quarterback because we need a quarterback. They were going to let it happen, and if it didn't, then they were going to be okay with that. So they said, Dave Ziegler said, it might not be this year. I expect to come out of the draft with a quarterback, but I might not if it's not the right guy. So I think that all options are on the table, especially now that Carolina made the move from 9-1. to one. Right, it makes it now. It's like, okay, you know they're taking a quarterback and you know Houston's taking a quarterback. So are you in love with the other two guys, whoever they are? It's very important going forward because I know Raider fans want to find that quarterback for the future, but now that you have Jimmy Garoppolo, he's the quarterback of the future. He is. He's a, he's a number one franchise quarterback. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, if you have Jared Stidham and the seventh pick overall is Richardson or Levis, I get it. Right. You know, and then Stidham can handle that saying, look, you're going to start. And we're going to groom this guy. But you got yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo here. So fascinating to see what Dave Ziegler does. And then with Jacoby Myers, I'm fascinated by this pick. This offense, when it comes to the skill position players, are loaded. Right. Now, is <laughs> there going to be another move to clear the way to get another defender or to move up in the draft? I think Raider fans really want to get that information coming here. We're not going to know that today. But clearly, uh, bringing in Jacoby Myers, who's familiar with Josh McDaniel's system right. and knows how to play the slot and can make big plays behind the safeties, mm -hmm. I think that's a good value play. Well, it's awesome because he can also play outside and inside. Yes. He's very versatile, and that's something that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have made so clear to us multiple times. They want versatile guys, and so he's able to do that. So he can go in and play the slot. He could go play outside. He had over 800 yards receiving last year and six touchdowns in New England. Now, Raider fans will remember him for the throw, the lateral that uh, yeah. Chandler Jones took to the house. But Jacoby Myers is a player, yes. you know, and he was probably the best wide receiver that was available in this free agent class. And the Raiders got him at a pretty good deal. So I think that that's really good value. And again, more weapons added to the offense, especially in a division where you have Kansas City, you have Denver and, and the Chargers. You're going to have to score points and also play good defense. Yeah, I, I'm just going to assume that because I haven't talked to Dave Ziegler about it yet. But what I sense happened with Jacoby was. He was available, and they knew him really well. Right. And they looked at the price, and they waited after day one, and they saw the discounts come down and said, look, he might not be our biggest priority, and I don't think he is. No. 
But no. they said, we can get him at a discount. Let's go get one of our guys right. and then make a move along the way and figure out another decision. I think Raider fans got to realize that if a player is available that can help the team and you can get him at a financial discount or a fair market value, they're going to pounce on it. And this right. was a player they were very familiar with. You have to. Just because it's not a priority doesn't mean it's not something that you go and address. right? I mean, yeah. you want to go and make sure you continue to build up that team and build up the team. Just because you feel like, hey, you're comfortable on offense because you have Devontae Adams and you're, you, know, you have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, doesn't mean that you stop building that. Yeah. You keep on you know, loading up, loading up, loading up. There's nothing wrong with being able to score more points. What did Jimmy G do right? I think that's the real big thing that the Raider fans got to look at. What does he do right? Well, what he does right is he's great with progressions. I think that if you look at what the 49ers had, they had a stacked defense. But when Jimmy G had Ayuk out there and they had Debo Samuel and they had a great all-pro fullback in USEC and then you had Kittle – What he did was a lot what Tom Brady has done, and I report this all the time on Raider Nation Radio. What made Brady the greatest of all time is he threw to guys who were wide open, Mm -hmm. right? At the line of scrimmage, they checked into the right play. Josh McDaniels' play. That wasn't Tom Brady's play. It was Josh McDaniels who drew up these plays along with Tom Brady. And how many times did you watch a Patriot game during their dynasty that Brady checked off and threw to some guy who was open by three or four How did he get so wide open? (laughs) And that's what I saw Jimmy Garoppolo do in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There were times where he, Debo would be running a crossing route, and then you'd see Ayuk running, you know, a go route, and then all of a sudden Kittle's wide open. And Kittle would catch a ball and go 30 yards before safety could come over. I think that's critical with looking at this philosophy going forward. For those who say, look, Derek Carr didn't fit into the system perfectly, that's a fair debate. But we know that Jimmy Garoppolo clearly is better at this system than Derek Carr, but he's going to have to prove it, Q. Yeah, he does. And he's going to have to, again, go in there and and win training camp and OTAs and all that. He's got to get with his team, and he's got got to hit the ground running. I mean, it's just it's that simple. Uh, They brought him in with the familiarity with him and the coaching staff, so they just got to go and make it happen. And the one thing I can say about Jimmy G that I can really respect is, you know, the 49ers went and made their moves for Trey Lance, which obviously showed that they were moving on from Jimmy G. And instead of pouting and taking taking his ball and saying, I want to go home. He did everything that he was supposed to do. They even said on the podium that they were moving on from him, and then they eventually didn't because of an injury, and he still didn't pout and say, I'm taking my ball and going home. He was a true professional, and that's something that's needed in every locker room. You know, I haven't looked at the podcast awards from the NFL, but they had the Academy Awards the other night, Best Actor, Best Supporting. Best Podcaster could be Lincoln Kennedy. Right. In this format, oh, get ready. (laughs) You'll know everything about what Lincoln Kennedy has to say when we continue this is Raiders Roundtable. When you're a part of a team, there are expectations. And one of the things I expect from my team is trust. I work hard to win, and I trust my team to work hard too. That's why I feel good about America First Credit Union. They're my financial team, and I trust that they'll always be there for me and my community. I'm Hunter Renfro. Join me and the America First team today. Welcome back to Raiders Roundtable, brought to you by America First Credit Union. We now bring in the great Lincoln Kennedy, radio analyst for Silver and Black Productions, the great TV work, the former pro bowler, kind enough to join us as always, our teammate here. And Lincoln, we got a lot to catch up on, but first I want your opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo, the big move for the Raiders so far in free agency. Big move for the Raiders, obviously, and and, and something not necessarily surprising, but, you know, the familiarity that, that... 
that Jimmy G has with, you know, obviously this coaching staff, but more importantly, uh, the Raiders making this move. Look, it's up to the Raiders. Not only they've got a good quarterback who's been productive, obviously in his years with San Francisco, they've got to find a way to keep him healthy. Mm-hmm. And and that's the big move, guys. I mean, that that's the big objective. Keep him healthy, keep him on the field, because if there's been one knock against Jimmy G, it's been the fact that he hasn't been able to finish seasons uh, uh, with, with San Francisco. He started off strong. He's been strong during the years, but haven't been able to finish strong. So they got to find a way to keep him healthy. So as far as the backup quarterback position goes, you know, that's obviously going to be a very important position. We see Jared Stidham goes off to Denver. So uh, what do the Raiders do at that spot now? Well, I mean, it's a curious question. Here's the thing. Um, you don't necessarily go into the season worried about a backup quarterback as much as you do the starting quarterback. Um, the Raiders have got a lot of a lot of work to do, um, obviously. Um, with Stidham leaving and, and, of course, you know, with Jimmy G coming in, you got to find a way to keep him healthy. But more importantly, they've got to find a way to, to, to handle this offensive line. That's the biggest question for me, guys, mm. the offensive line. The, the the consistency and the and if you will the 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 longevity if you will with, with the offensive line that's the biggest question for me guys well Lincoln from calling all the games the way you did I wanted to ask you one more big question as we look at Garoppolo being here and also Chase Garbers that Stidham has gone to the Broncos what do you think is going to be the big difference in the system now from Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels to Jimmy G? Because you were fair with your analysis of Derek when he had good games, and right. quite frankly, he didn't play well, and there were five blown leads in the yeah. second half of those games, double-digit leads, and I thought it was fair that the criticism went to both sides of the ball. The Raiders couldn't sustain drives, and the defense could only hold up for so long. What makes Garoppolo better in the system? Well, look, I don't necessarily know what makes him better, um, if, if anything, because there's still a lot of questions, question marks we got going into this season with Garoppolo at the at the helm. The thing is, is is whether or not you can address the issues that have prolonged or plagued this offense for quite so many years. First and foremost, the offensive line. Secondly, the the consistency with the offensive productivity. Sometimes they look strong. Sometimes they look they didn't look uh, strong. So there are a lot of question marks going into this year. But the the big thing is whether you whether or not this offense can create some consistency, consistency and 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 guys with the overall, I, I think productivity is what you look for out of this offense. That's the biggest thing going into the season. So would you think that the familiarity would help Josh McDaniels even open up the playbook a little bit more with Jimmy G, knowing that he knows him the way he does? Well, I mean, look, Jimmy G has had some consistency, especially his years with um, with San Francisco. Um, I think that opens up some things. But here's the thing that we're going into this year. We know that we had a very highly productive offensive running group mm-hmm. with, with, with the running backs out of the, the offense this past year. And more importantly, we know what Jimmy G has been able to do, do in the past, especially with a productive re- receiving crew. So we want to base ourselves on that. If the offensive line can come together and can do both of the things well, run blocking and pass blocking, I think there's some opportunities for this offense to be able to shine. But there's a lot of things that are going into this season that you have a lot of question marks. And it, it starts first and foremost with the offensive line, guys. Lincoln, you bring up a great point when you mention the running game. 
going into last offseason, right at this time, go back, I didn't expect Josh Jacobs to get a contract extension. I thought he'd have Certainly. to play out his year because he didn't prove anything to this new regime. Then he right. oversecured a contract. He got franchise tagged, and they're negotiating, hopefully, on a future contract for them, whatever they decide to do. I think that's critical now going into the season. You have an elite running back who led the league in rushing in his prime, which means the offensive line had to do some good things to have the leading rusher. I would yes. I would suggest you'd agree it was more run blocking than pass protection. Now you yes. got Garoppolo coming in, and he had some good running backs in San Francisco, and he had a great fullback. But now he can lean on a brilliant running back who's playing at the highest level and then work off some play action to Devontae, Jacoby, Darren Waller, considering who might be here or not. That's incredible for Jimmy Garoppolo. That puts him back to something he was very similar with, with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. And now he's very familiar with this offense here with Josh McDaniels. I've always believed that a quarterback's best friend is a running game. Yes. Is a running game. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that, okay? And so when you have that balance attack, you have something that you can rely on. It's not all the pressure on you and your throwing arm as a quarterback. You, If you have a running game, and I think the Raider, Raiders do have that. They have that. They have something that, that they can rely on because they saw that last season. So that's something that they can put in their back pocket and rely on. Look, here's the thing, guys. If an offensive line can, put, can have a lot more confidence pushing forward, than always backing up and accepting when you have to do a, a passing game, you have an opportunity. And I think the Raiders have that. This offense can be balanced. This offense can be strong with a running game. They've shown that. And this, that, you know, having an accurate quarterback, if you can keep him healthy, things are things are positive. Lincoln, there's been a lot of money dished out for wide, or wide receivers, quarterbacks. I mean, just free agents in general in the NFL. Right. But it looks like the Raiders got a really good deal with Jimmy G. Looks like they got a really yeah. good deal with Jacoby Myers. How much does that give the opportunity for Dave Ziegler and company to be able to build the team, particularly on the defensive side of the ball as well, to complement the offense? The Raiders have a lot of uh, you know space with the salary cap. They've got draft picks. They've got enough to build this team. If they want to choose to go through the draft, there are a lot of holes they need to fill. Mm-hmm. But if they choose to go through the draft, they have the means to do that. You've got a quarterback. You've got you know, you've got uh, offensive options already settled, so you don't have a, a, a whole lot of hill uh, holes to fill on that side of the ball. Defense is where they need to focus on. I think they will do that in the draft. I think I, I feel confident with that, guys. All right, Lincoln, let's look at the running back depth here because I find this fascinating. Last year they went all in on a bunch yeah. of running backs, and really none of yeah. them touched the ball other than Josh, right. which was a good right. problem to have. Now as you look at Amir Abdullah, let's start with him and what he's able to do in spots. If Josh is mm-hmm. going to get a heavy workload again, which we'd all assume, let's talk about re-signing him and being familiar with the system and obviously this regime really liking him. Long gone are the days where you're running back. You you just you know, you're single hole guys. You you got to be running back by committee. And I think Josh Jacobs has, has handled that. Uh, they've handled that over the last couple of years, and we've seen how that's worked out to the progression. When Josh Jacobs first came into the league, guys, and first became a Raider, they tried to rely on him, and he couldn't finish the season. And so the last couple of years, you saw them be able to adjust that. And I think that 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 they're coming into their own where they're able to adjust, uh, address that, where running back by committee it pays off. And, and Josh Jacobs has has definitely benefited from you look last year. So when you talk about guys like uh, Abdullah coming out of the backfield, coming in and spell him, uh, Jacobs, I think this is good for the backfield. I think this is good for the Raiders all in all. 
Speaking of uh, offense for the Raiders, how about the wide receiver position? We know Devontae Adams. We know Darren Waller's there at the tight end, but he's a glorified wide receiver. I mean, you know how Certainly. good he could be when he's healthy. Uh, you have Hunter Renfro. Jacoby Myers was a guy that was added. Uh, the report was added that uh, he was added this morning. And so uh, they look like they have a really talented offense. What do you think the addition of Jacoby Myers helps with this wide receiving core? Another guy very familiar with Josh McDaniels. Here, here's the thing I want to want to pay attention to. If we're going to we're going to talk about the ability to run the football we've got to address the position of perimeter blocking Mm -hmm. so the tight end position on on the perimeter side is is got to be objective look i i like darren waller i like the receiving core there's no doubt about it but they've got to be able to block the perimeter and right now the raiders need to address that when they come to the perimeter blocking but when it comes to receiver blocking because you got to have receivers that can block on the end to be able to open up the outside, the outside runs, the objective run, those runs on, on the curb. So this is something that they need to address. They didn't, they couldn't do it last year. Well, um, look, I like the receiving core. I think you can open up things, but I'm also thinking about what you can do on the outside, the slide runs. You got to be able to get outside and you got to be able to block those perimeters. They need to address that as well. guys. Well, look, you want to talk about something to address. We're looking at this list. Someone's going. All right, let's yeah, just yeah. talk about this. Yeah. And we're getting ahead of the draft, and we're going to do Raiders Roundtable leading up to the draft, I hope, a few times. Certainly. Someone's going here. And there's yeah. going to be trade value that could help the Raiders move up from seven to three or four if they want to do that. If not, they, you know, we talked about running back as we showed that beforehand. There's too many. Right. So you can yeah. use these pieces in valuable trades, or some of these unrestricted free agents are just going to walk because they're not going to be able to have that much talent at the position. Right. I think this team is loaded at running back because mm-hmm. they have the leading rusher, and they got Devontae Adams. This is a spoils yeah. of riches here. Yeah. Now we have to address the defensive side. So I'm wondering, and I'll start with you, Lincoln, Either you do not offer these unrestricted free agents a contract or you take some of the receivers and running backs under contract and you package them in a trade to get something on defense in return. That's what I see happening. Well, Foss Moreau was the best blocking tight end you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it, it. I mean, there are things like that that come down to it. Unrestricted free agent. You, I, I think you find a way to bring him back because he's the blocking that you have, the best blocking tight end that you have. Or you, you, you find someone else who can do the job. I mean, the, the thing is, is that you know, if you want to base your team on a balanced offensive attack, you got to have people who are capable of doing that. And, and 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 I just don't see them without him, mm-hmm. you know, guys like him being able to do that. They they struggled last last season to block the perimeter. So there, there are there are deals that you have to make. There are things that you have to have uh, that they don't have right now under contract, ready to come back. Let me ask you, since we're talking about blocking anyway, let me ask you about Thayer Mumford, the seventh-round pick out of Ohio State. He got spot duty last season, and I thought yeah. he did pretty decent. How much more of a role do you expect him to have this upcoming year? He has to increase his role, but he has to get better. Mm-hmm. The things that he struggled with are speed around the edge. Okay. He did not do well versus that last season, so he becomes a liability at tackle. Um, but going into this season, I, I'm hoping that he's better. He's, he's better you know, prepared for that. I spent a lot of time with Brandon Parker in the offseason with the alumni, yeah. and he worked through. He's 100% now. So, obviously, okay. he was re-signed at this point in time. I look at the depth of what could happen, maybe bringing back Alex Bars, what they're looking yeah. to do. Uh, Dylan yeah. Parham, I want to start with you with him. He's under contract mm-hmm. here. Do you mm-hmm. sense after watching him play 
as we look at what's going to happen at the center position going forward with Andre James, who's under contract, what did you see with Dylan Parham? Are you sensing center long-term in this organization, or did you like him more at guard when you saw him there? I liked him more at guard. Uh, the growth, obviously, mm-hmm. with, with him it has has to happen. He's got to get better. Look, I, I think his game uh, strengthened by having him, having him seen his experience um, in the in in playing what he did this past season. I, I like him. Uh, the upswing is obviously par- uh, is positive, but I, I like him more at guard than I do at center. What about Jermaine Illuminor? I mean, he seemed like he played just about every position that he was asked in 2022. What do you think about him bringing him back? Swing tackle, not a starter. Mm-hmm. Swing tackle. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Lincoln. And the other big move here is if there's a right tackle who's available right now as we're speaking to you in free agency or a draft pick, a high draft pick, I'm talking second or third round, someone yes. that you know is a pure right tackle and can play. Yes. There's some yes. developmental guys around here that they have enough depth, and you talked about a swing tackle here, but how do you get that right tackle if you really want to rebuild the entire defense? I mean, the entire yeah, defense at every level, what is the it's priority at that, at that right tackle position? It's tough. The priority has got to be strong. It's got to be big, guys, but it's tough. It really is. Um, you know, you don't, want to, you don't want to go out there in free agency and spend a lot of money for, for a, a tackle and have him play right tackle. It, it's it's really hard, and I, I don't know if there is an immediate means right now, guys. I'm still going through my evaluation when it comes to draft stuff, but I, I don't know if there's immediate means for right tackle. But it's it's really tough. It's really a big hole. The, obviously, the Raiders have to fill it. Right. This is something that has been plaguing them for years. I thought they had them a couple of years ago. They, it's it's not an immediate find. It's not something that there's immediate plug. I can say there's one guy who's definitely for 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 sure in it. How important could it be just to be patient in free agency? Everyone likes to get out of the gates immediately and get the big ticket names and the big ticket dollars. But for Dave Ziegler and company, just to kind of be patient and let the board kind of fall to them as far as free agency goes, and not have to spend the big money. And there could be potentially a guy out there that they can plug and play at a later date. Unfortunately, I think it's something that you have to have now. Okay. You know what I mean? It's something it's something that's hurt this team for quite some time. It's been a very big hole. Illuminor is not the guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, You got to have somebody because this division is tough and you got to fill that hole right now. There there has to be a sense of urgency. And for me, it's it's right now. I, I don't think you can put it off anymore. I don't think you can play, you know, be patient. You have to find somebody who can do it right now. Yeah, well, I'm going to look at you because you were the perfect example at that position for this organization. Drafted very high by Atlanta. You played your best football after you left as a high draft pick and came to the silver and black. I like seeing offensive linemen who have tape who have proven themselves and then they're cost-effective because the other team can't afford them anymore because they had a window at a Super Bowl and they got to start cutting back on some of their players. I'd love to see an established guard or an established right tackle come in here on a discount. We know, Lincoln, that Dave Ziegler shops at a discount store. He wants guys who they could develop to a higher level but why not go find him in free agency? Because if you're going to get another Thayer Mumford, if you're going to get a fourth-round tackle, you're going to have to develop them. And do you want to develop someone while you have Jimmy G here for a year or two? Or do you want a guy that you know is going to keep Jimmy G upright at left tackle with Colt Miller and a new right tackle? Yeah. That's the tough part. Yeah, you know, if, if you want to go into the season with Mumford and say that you're ready to go with, I, 
I don't feel as confident with that. Right. I, I I do think you need someone. Here's the thing, you know, you you based on my history. Look, when I came from Atlanta, I knew I needed to get out of that system. The run and shoot was not for me. I needed to go to a system that was that that was that was that was for me. And when I came over to the Raiders, I I, I stepped in. Starter didn't look back. I don't know if you find that. Mm-hmm. I, look, there's not good offensive linemen that are just sitting on a couch waiting to be accepted. Right. <laughs> it's just there. There are mm-hmm. too many teams that that want that. So I, I, I'm hoping that the Raiders can find somebody. I'm hoping the Raiders can feel comfortable with somebody because here's the thing: as good as Jimmy G is, he's somewhat fragile, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just it comes down to that. He hasn't been able to finish the season upright, and if you want him to be productive, you got to find a way to do that. The Raiders have a hole at right tackle. Is there something, and I'll just ask you one more question about the right tackle position, because, again, if we address it, uh, if we talk about addressing it in free agency, right now especially it's going to cost a lot of money. And as JT mentioned, mm-hmm. Dave Ziegler's shopping at a discount store, so I just don't see it uh, as possible to to sign a guy right now and think that you're going to get him at a discount. Is it something yeah. that you could wait for, like a, maybe a Darnell Wright, just throwing a name out there from Tennessee, uh, who's a right tackle, who hasn't given up a sack yeah. in like 800 and something snaps. I mean, he's been pretty fantastic for Tennessee, but he's on the college level. Certainly. Yeah. I'm, it's a big gamble. It's a gotcha. big gamble. I don't know if you can run the risk. Honestly, guys, I, I I just don't know if you can run the risk. What what we're thinking and what we're expecting and what we're hoping for this team in this division, you got to be prepared to win. I mean, the, the, look, the, the Raiders have controlled the Broncos, but the Broncos are stepping up. The Raiders, you, you haven't found a way past the, the Chiefs. You got an inconsistency versus the Chargers. In this division, you got to be prepared to win and win now. And so when we look at the objectives and what we look at the where the holes or the Raiders are, they've got to address the offensive line. And, and, they gotta, and this is where we are. Yeah, and they got to address the defense. Let's slide over with Lincoln Certainly. Kennedy to the Certainly. defensive side of the ball where a little name drop alert. I saw Charles Woodson over the weekend, and he was coming <laughs> through me on defense. He Certainly. said, defense, defense. And Charles is really passionate about this. Let's begin with Certainly. what you think. With Max Crosby as the anchor, right. Chandler Jones is here. I expect Chandler came on stronger at the end of the year. You started calling his name more, and he started playing <laughs> better. We're waiting on Denzel Perryman, what they're going to do in the secondary. Certainly. Let's start and talk about what you think is the biggest hole on defense that the Raiders have to address. Secondary. Secondary, secondary, secondary. If they're going to play this style of defense, they got to have better, better play at the safety level. They have better play at the corner level. Um, but secondary is is ops, uh, absolutely key when it comes to this defense. Yeah, it is. And Nate Hobbs is a guy that I expected to play really well last year, but he was Certainly. banged up, and he's got to really yeah. bounce back. And then Trayvon Merrick, he's a guy that has to step up at the back end as well. How important is this upcoming season and even offseason for those two guys in particular? Merrick has got to get has got to get better in his coverage responsibilities. He, he, he can no longer be a liability covering big tight ends, big you know big slot receivers. Merrick has got to get better in his coverage responsibilities, and more importantly, the hole that is in the secondary level. If they're going to play this high, you know, Harmon played this high safety with with this three look. You you got to get better sideline to sideline. You got to get better in space. And more importantly, got to get better. So I, I I don't see them playing this high single safety. They want to go more to the double safety. They got to they got to get better in the safety level and the quarter level. Well, it's, they, it's, it's just that simple. Especially when you come with man to man guys. Mm-hmm. Well, they brought Marcus Epps over from Philadelphia, yeah. and yeah. again, he did, he wasn't a ball hawk there. Right. 
But looking back at his numbers, his ability to not get beat, number one, on a Super Bowl team that won the NFC, his ability to play in the box was impressive. Overall, why'd they bring him in? Didn't they bring yeah. him in to start? He, he's not. You don't go in free agency and grab this guy and go, hey, you're part of our depth in the secondary. If they want to run three safeties on a rotation like they did with Deron Harmon, Trayvon Merrick, whoever they switched in and out of there, I got to believe that a priority was Marcus Epps for a reason, Lincoln. That reason is for this guy to play all the snaps he played last year with Philadelphia. Well, I agree with you. I mean, but, but the thing is, is that here's the thing. When you talk about safety at this in this in this division, you got to talk about somebody who's able to cr- cover someone like a Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. somebody a, a big tight end in space. Merrick struggled with it last year, so I don't know if Epps comes in and, and, and gets that responsibility. But more importantly, it's if you want to have your dual high safety look, which I think this is something this defense wants: two high safety look to help protect them. You got to be able to cover in space. What, and, and 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 I'm hoping that Epps can do that. What about Brandon Faison? He's another guy that they agreed to deal with, and he was the guy that they brought back. I mean, he was there with the Raiders in 2021, went off the Indy in his back. Uh, what are you seeing from him, and, and how does he fix in with what Patrick Graham wants to do? Well, I mean, that's a big question. It, 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 look, there's a lot of plug-and-play pieces that I'm still trying to see happen with this Graham defense. I know why they brought him in. I know why they signed Graham in the first place was to slow down basically this Kansas City style offense. And that that requires a dual high safety that requires a a a a threat back there to be able to cover those some of those big holes. And so and my question is is how it all fix fixes in. But the big thing guys is corner play. Corner play has got to be essential, especially when the low man-to-man, the low empty looks that you're trying to get when you're pressing with early man-to-man, we didn't have that last year. The Raiders struggled with that last year. And and I think there's going to be a plug-and-play thing that we have to see happen this year with, when it comes to this defense. I look at it this way. There's a lot of moves that have to be made on defense. Yeah. I'm talking a lot. You can go Certainly. the entire draft on the defensive side and maybe an offensive lineman. I don't see another receiver coming in via the draft, a running back, a You'll tight end, and all that. So I think yeah. if we're going to focus on the defense here, if they're if they're going to stay with Merrig, and I think they are, he's your center fielder. He's a guy that doesn't – I'd like to see him play closer to the ball instead of playing conservative. He reminds me of a center fielder in baseball who lines up at the warning track. Yeah. Okay, don't so let the ball get, get over his right, head. Right, things get in front <laughs> of him, but he doesn't get beat a lot over the head. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they brought in Epps from – the NFC champs, because they're going to start him, play him, and they're going to count on him a lot. But then it comes to Rocky Asin. I wasn't blown away by him. I thought Casey Hayward was a better player. Now, I didn't break down every play, Lincoln, and you call every game. So if you look at Casey Hayward, who was here and did his job, and then Rocky Asin, who probably did his job well, do you get a better corner? There's a couple of corners in free agency available, and rookie corners in this league – it takes a while for a rookie corner to find their legs unless you're a sauce gardener or one of the elite players in this league. Bradbury's available from the NFC champs, and then you start going down the list here of who's yeah. still available. It's pretty lean at the cornerback yeah, position. There's is. not someone that jumps out at you. Here, here's what's – it's not so much uh, – what, what I struggled with last year was understanding why this secondary had so many issues with crossing routes. Scissor routes. Mm-hmm. They bumped into each other so many times. The communication was not there. Merrick, especially, is one of those that struggled with the crossing routes. 
Uh, and there were a lot of teams that did that, as well as because of the, the scheme that Patrick Graham ran, there were a lot of holes, short and intermediate, that this that plagued this team, this this defense. So to answer your question, JT, yeah, I I would like to see this Raider team address the defense through the draft. I think there's some holes that they can fill through the draft, obviously. But they've got to get better production when it comes to schematic and overall, you know, just defining the the, the solid defense. Because this this defense reminds me of uh, the old Bears defense back in '85, where they load the off the, the line to take away the run, but there's some holes behind it, mm-hmm. and if they're not careful, those holes will be exploited, especially in this defense in, in this style of defense today. So when you talk about defensive holes where where you can get up, you know, you can get, you know, automatic first downs off of, you know, five man holds and stuff like that. I mean, the list goes on and on. So to your point, I, I think that they can obviously address it and they can be better formed if they go through it. But more importantly, they have to have better execution with the people that have in person. Well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move on to the linebacking position. And and this is a big question mark for me. Denzel Perriman, he's obviously out there available. We don't know what the Raiders are going to do, what kind of decisions they're going to make with him. But Lincoln in the draft, the linebacking class is not very deep. So I almost feel like they have to go and address linebacking in free agency. And a guy like Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo, he he left to Chicago for big time money. Um, What do you think they do? Do they address that linebacker in free agency? I, I think they have to yeah. go through the, the, the linebacking industry. I, I, I mean, I really think they have to make a point to re-sign Denzel Perriman. Honestly, guys, you need someone who's a striker like Perriman has has been and to allow him the free agency. It's going to cost you, obviously, more money, but you, you have to address that position. you got to get somebody with this style of defense they're playing. Uh, with Max Crawford and, and Max, you know, those guys and, and everyone else they have you got to get somebody who can address the the linebacker linebacker position. I you know I looked at Trey Trey uh, Tremaine Edwin Edmonds and I thought yeah. that was the player. I really I did, did. because Young I too. just loved his size, his youth, Certainly. his sideline to sideline. But again, critical to what Dave Ziegler's trying to do. He goes four years, seventy two million, and he yeah. goes from a Super Bowl contender, I think one of the best teams in football to the worst team in football, arguably, that had the number one pick. So he just said goodbye to his Super Bowl window for the cash. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Raiders don't want. The Raiders don't want to get a player at the top of free agency maximizing those dollar figures. They did that with Devontae, and it worked out well. They didn't do that with Jimmy G and Jacoby Myers. And I don't think they – I don't know. Maybe Dave Ziggler will tell us if they kicked the tires on Tremaine Edmonds. I think they probably did. But he was too costly, and I think you mentioned – what we could see here with Denzel Perryman, they're familiar well, with the here's player. The thing. If, yeah, if, if there was one liability with Perryman, it's, it was in coverage. Yeah, mm-hmm. he struggled with coverage. Uh, he wasn't a big linebacker, so that that's the one liability. But but you got to have someone who can who who's that sort of. Um, it's the best way to describe it. When I look at, I think about Denzel Perryman. Denzel, you know, would, would would strike the holes, would hit the holes really quickly. Those striking holes, especially run game. There's, there's, you got to have somebody who can, who can hit that gap. And I just don't know if the Raiders have that without him in the lineup. Yeah. One more quick thing on this: what we've been talking about on this edition of Raiders Roundtable is simple. They're going to yeah. keep the players only that impress them. 
They are not gutting this franchise, but they're getting rid of the players of the former regime, and they're not done yet. They are deconstructing this roster, and they started to do that during the season last year. And even benching Derek Carr should tell everybody. They wanted to protect him from injury, and they were moving on from him. Everybody needs to understand, if these players who remain didn't blow away Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler with their work ethic, when they got in the building, when they left the building, their leadership in the locker room and what they put up on film, they are not mm-hmm. going to be here. So that's mm-hmm. why Perryman Q fascinates me right. because they saw him in the building. Mm-hmm. They saw his work ethic. As Lincoln said, he's not great in coverage. And they could look and say, you know, we, we can keep him, but we'd rather have a younger, right. cheaper player that we can develop Certainly. going forward. That's why this linebacker conversation fascinates me. It does. Me as yeah. well. Again, because there's not a whole lot in the draft, right? I mean, that's the thing about it. Like, the corners are pretty deep in the draft. Yeah. Linebackers are not. Let's move yeah, on to look, the D-line. Look, Go look, we're going to jump into the D-line here because okay. that's another need. A couple of great players went off the board when it comes to the defensive line and the tackles. Javon Hargrave, four years, $84 million. I look at right. some of the other players that are there. The defensive tackles, Deron Payne, another four years, $90 million. So the big names that are gone, Max is under contract. Chandler Jones seems to be going nowhere. I don't expect Cleve Farrell to be back. If he is, I don't know what the price will be. I thought they were going to get a defensive tackle in free agency. Maybe they're value shopping today. What's the priority there with that middle push at the defensive tackle position? I, I think it's not as strong as the other parts when you need a defense, but I think it's something that you need some, a, a sort of sense, of sense of urgency, if you will, guys. Look, within this defense, defensive tackles are block eaters. Mm-hmm. They've got to keep whoever you have off of the, the, the linebacker. You, and, and, and they did a fairly good job that last year, but they've got to further pursue that this year. It, it's not a highly high objective, but I do think defensive tackles are one of those guys. You've got to find some block eaters that can keep them, take up some space, guys. You know, last year, Dave Ziegler signed Bilal Nichols to a two-year deal, but they had Andrew right. Billings on a one-year deal. And I thought Billings did right. a pretty decent job. What do you think about bringing him fairly back? Good. I think that it's something doable for the right price. Right. Obviously, you don't want to pay overpay for somebody like that. But yeah, I think Villains did a good job as well. So when we look at the draft, I think that's in a, a player that can be addressed. Absolutely. I think a young mm-hmm. player coming out of college in a system with great tape where you can get in the first round overall. If one of these, that was one of the things I talked <laughs> about with Charles. If one of these mm-hmm. studs dropped to seven, mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. available. Let's get mm-hmm. right to that, Lincoln. If best mm-hmm. available player at number seven is a better interior defensive tackle than a quarterback that could be a developmental reach behind Jimmy Garoppolo, what would you do? Uh, I, I think you would jump on it. You, yeah. you would po- obviously push, get somebody who can push that pocket. Because let's face it, guys, when you talk about the quarterbacks in this division, you talk about somebody you want to get them off of their comfortable point. You want to get somebody interior press. You you got with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, you know the outside. But these guys are going to step up. These quarterbacks are going to step up and they're going to step forward. So when you get somebody off the, that interior push. Yeah, and there's some there's some defensive studs. There really is yeah, some coming up in the it. draft. Yeah, and so. right there in the first 10 picks. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And with the Carolina trade, there's a good chance that there could be a really good defensive player fall to them. And we've talked mm-hmm. about some of those positions. Corner, defensive tackle, edge rusher. I mean, any of those good defensive players, Lincoln, could help add this, uh, you know, add some help to this Raiders defense. No doubt. No doubt at all. You're right. You're absolutely right, guys. Yeah, and I think Will Anderson, the edge rusher from mm-hmm. Alabama, is someone who's going to drop just a little bit because of what's going to happen with the run. Right. 
on quarterbacks. But then you look at some of the other big players that could be there, and everybody's wondering what's going to happen with uh, Jalen Carter, That's another player from Georgia. Yeah. Obviously, with what's yep. happened to yep. him in the offseason that could be available at number seven. And again, we're, we're not going to get too far ahead of it, but Dave Ziegler's putting this in play yeah. in free Certainly. agency. He's, I think Dave yeah. knows what he wants, the needs of those first two picks. What, what do the Raiders have coming up in the draft? They have the seventh pick overall, mm-hmm. and then they have a high pick in the second round. Those two picks must be starters, yeah. and if they're on the defense, you better believe they might not be developmental guys. They're ready to go. Now, a quarterback at number seven is obviously a developmental player that you can bring them along, but if you're going first two picks on defense, those two players, whoever they are, better be penciled in to start yeah. on opening day and have a big-time impact for Patrick Graham, who it, needs his defense my, to step yeah, up. It, it's always been my feeling that your first two picks are one-day starters. Yeah. Right? They they want starters. It it, it it should be. I mean, you don't. Mm-hmm. You're not in a position as a team that has, first of all, a top ten pick. You're not in a team position because you didn't win that many games before. That's why you're in the top ten, the, to where you can afford to have developmental players at the first two positions. What about Christian uh, Gonzalez? I do want to throw one more name out there that could sneak into the top 10, and that's the corner out of Oregon, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. And we talked about corners being a need. He's a big, long guy that could play, play that press man coverage. That could be Patrick Graham's kind of cornerstone corner uh, moving forward. They need a lot of help in the corner. Mm-hmm. They need a lot of help in the secondary. It Who's wouldn't gonna... surprise me to do that, something like that, with that top 10 pick. There is a run at quarterback now, okay? Yes. We know that Carolina went to one. Yeah to get a quarterback. It could be C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young or Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. After that, the elephant in the room is Levis and Richardson. Right. If Certainly. they go early because some team wants to go get those guys early and they have nothing the planned. Colts, the Colts need a quarterback. Right. You're yep. going to see yeah. offensive tackle and defensive tackle to massive Raider needs mm-hmm. locked in. And the Raiders are going to just check the box. Lincoln, always great to see you. We'll see you soon again. Uh, I know you're working hard in the offseason, as always, grinding. And uh, thanks for all your information today. You're the best. Guys, it's always good to be with you. I appreciate you having me. The great Lincoln Kennedy. Always appreciate him. The best. So important to this franchise. When we come back, we'll take a look at the AFC West and what some of the teams in the division did as we continue on Raiders Roundtable. The Las Vegas Raiders and Allegiant Stadium have announced plans to elevate and expand its premium suite offerings, introducing 100-level club suites for the 2023 season. Completion for the expansion project is expected for early fall ahead of the start of the Raiders' regular season, as well as marquee events and concerts, including Beyonce, Ed Sheeran, and Pink. The project is just one of the many upgrades coming to Allegiant Stadium in the new year. Those interested in making a deposit to secure their club suites may visit Raiders.com slash club suites for more details or call 702-463-5132. We're wrapping it up on Raiders Roundtable brought to you by America First Credit Union. Thanks again to Lincoln Kennedy. Q along with JT. And now we take a look at the AFC West and what's happening here. I thought Denver had a pretty good day on the offensive line, but they lost a great pass rusher there. So the big thing for me is Denver and watching what Sean Payton is saying to ownership there. You got big ownership with big money that wanted a massive change. But I think the elephant in the room in the division 
is how damaged is Russell Wilson? Right. How long is it going to take to turn him around? I'm going to give him credit. I think he's the future Hall of Famer, but they went out there and got Mike McGlinchey, who's going to help him, and Ben Powers. They have two starters on the offensive yep. line. Clearly, Peyton's message that they got to fix Russell Wilson. Right. They want to keep Russell upright. They don't want him under pressure. They don't want him under duress. I'm sure he doesn't want him running as much as he probably needed to run last season. And we know that he can make the throws, right? And, and Sean Payton, we've seen him uh, have a really good quarterback in Drew Brees, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he was able to do what he was able to do. So I think that he has a plan for Russell Wilson. But I also think he's going to give Russell Wilson every opportunity to thrive. And if it doesn't work, then they'll have to talk again. You know, Austin Eckler's chirping yeah. down in L.A. Yeah, he is. Wants more money. The Chargers yep. get Eric Kendricks, a good linebacker there, mm-hmm. signed. But what's interesting there is I think what he's doing, and he lives here in Vegas, by the way, Austin mm-hmm. Eckler. He lives yeah. here. Yeah. And I think he's just doing what Aaron Donald did with the Rams to say, look, I got another, I don't have no more guaranteed money here. Right. I want some money. Yep. And he's going to try to get it. I think he's probably going to stay with the Chargers, but I look at the Chargers and what they need to do. They got a lot of players that are getting older. And they got blown out in a game. They had a 27 nothing lead in the playoffs. I think the Chargers have been sleepy quiet in the offseason here, and I think they need to make a move because Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all those players that we're used to seeing still haven't won a playoff game. Right. And they got a hell of a quarterback, and they're trying to win and get him off the snide and win one. Well, how much did they learn from last season? Remember all the money that they spent in free yeah, agency, and they went out and made all these moves, and mm. J.C. Jackson didn't work out. Khalil Mack was good, but it wasn't great. I mean, there was a lot of moves that they made to improve the defense defensive side of things. They went and got a couple interior defensive linemen, and they were still able to be ran on. So I don't know how aggressive they're going to be in free agency as opposed to trying to grab some guys in the draft. I'll say this, though, when it comes to Eckler. If he were to walk, and I don't know if he's going to walk or they're going to move him, watch out for them grabbing B. John Robinson out of Texas. If they grab him, watch out. That is an absolute all-around stud. Yeah, I'm looking at Kansas City here. They got Juwan Taylor, four years, $80 million, including $60 million guaranteed mm-hmm. for the offensive tackle there. I got to give Kansas City a lot of credit. They've been moving offensive linemen every yep. year and remain a Super Bowl contender. Right. They've made it clear with Patrick Mahomes and something for Raider Nation to think of going forward on the offensive line. Patrick Mahomes, if an offensive lineman leaves – they get a better one yep. and a younger one because they have Mahomes. Yeah, they're dedicated now, to yeah, it. Yeah, the Raiders have to do that, I believe, also to protect Jimmy G. So I thought that was a big move mm-hmm. by the Kansas City Chiefs getting Jawan Taylor. He's a good player. Well, ever since they lost that Super Bowl and had to have Patrick Mahomes run all over the yard, they went out there and they've been addressing every single year the offensive line, and then they go out and make a trade for Orlando Brown, and it looks like they're going to let him walk because, well, he just didn't live up to his end of the bargain. So, like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. We've got to protect 15. Something that the Raiders have to think about moving forward. All right, Q, I'll go Bradbury out of Philadelphia. When we look at what the Raiders should look at, I'm hoping what happens here as we are doing this podcast is that there's a discounted player Mm -hmm. in the secondary. As Lincoln Kennedy made it very clear that he thinks the priority is the secondary. I would agree with him. I think they're going to be able to get defensive tackle in the draft at, at a high position. But I think if they're able to get a corner, a starting corner here, and just depending on what they want to do with Rocky Sin. That, for me, would be the good ending of free agency. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers, they get a safety who's going to start. And mm-hmm. then if they – Epps is going to start, I believe. And then if they get a starting corner, I'm good. Right. I think that's pretty good heading into the draft with all of that powder dry so they can make a lot of big moves. I would agree with you 100%. I do think the secondary needs. And I'm going to go ahead and go to Arizona and say Byron Murphy, Jr. Okay. I know that he ended the season last year on IR, but he's still a young guy. 
I believe he could be had on a, on a cheaper deal. I think that's something that Dave Ziegler likes. Uh, he could be a really good high uh, corner number two. He doesn't have to necessarily be number one, but for the price that they'll bring him in, he'll probably he could probably come in and be a number two guy and be very solid. He has production. He's a guy who's able to create turnovers. I think Bradbury. I liked him a lot last season when he was available with the Giants when they made it obvious that they were going to move on from him. Uh, and he's familiar with Patrick Graham's scheme. I just think that he's probably going to want more money than Dave Ziegler is going to want to pay. So I look at Byron Murphy and say that's the ideal corner to bring in. Don't think a trade isn't looming. Okay, this I'll leave Ooh, it at yeah. that. There could be some it's moves true. here it's because true. deals are flying. Yeah. And Dave Ziegler and his staff, they're doing a lot of work and they yeah. want to position themselves for the draft, which is more important for this right. regime going forward, yep. I think, than free agency. We're going to be back on Friday with another edition of Raiders Roundtable. We're going to have a lot more answers by Friday than we do earlier in the week. For Q Myers, I'm JT. Thanks to Lincoln Kennedy, and we'll see you back on Raiders Roundtable.